0: I'm Carol Coletta, and this is Night Cities. Attracting and retaining talent is at the top of the economic development agenda in many U.S. cities. And the organization that probably knows best about how to do that is Campus Philly. Dr. Deborah Diamond is president of Campus Philly, and she joined us this week to talk about what the organization has learned. Deborah, every city I visit wants to attract more college-educated young adults and hang on to the ones they have. Why this obsession with this demographic?
1: I think there are a few reasons. One, you know, the millennial generation right now is the largest generation we've seen since uh, the baby boomers. And so when it comes to economic development and job opportunity, cities are seeing boomers retire. And they're eager to have those boomers replaced with um, this next great generation, the millennials. I think that's a, a big um, demographic reason. We're also seeing, Knight has certainly noted this too, this phenomena of this generation being attracted to cities. So we're starting with a head start, and cities are responding in turn. You know, the, Philadelphia's population declined for 50 years, and in 2010 we saw it increase. And I think it woke everybody up to the fact that cities are now popular again, cities um, have a new audience, and how do we respond to
0: that new audience? Describe the work of Campus Philly.
1: Yeah, our mission is to connect college students to Philadelphia in ways that matter to them so that they stay after they graduate. And we say in ways that matter to them because the siren song of a city is different to really every individual college student. Um, Some really are driven by professional opportunity and their careers. Some are driven by quality of life and lifestyle. Some are driven by a particular passion they have for the arts or sports or being outdoors. And so one of our um, challenges and opportunities is to make really a wide variety of connections to college students. And we know that... They need sort of these twin needs met. They need a way to earn a living, a career, job opportunity, a way to start a business if that's what they want to do, but they also need to love where they live. And so we provide students with insight into why Philadelphia might be that place where they will love to live.
0: What have you learned, Deborah, about what works, what doesn't, what's easy, what's hard, uh, where you make the most progress, where you've lagged?
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, we there are programs that we've started that we've stopped because we've seen they are just not effective or um, you know, they're just at such a heavy lift and impact a uh, a very small audience and we're, you know, a relatively small organization. So, I think that const and and the audience is changing. You know, every 4 years we see a new crop of college students and in some sense that does represent a new generation um and so we're constantly taking a look at what we're doing and seeing what works, what doesn't. We're, we're surveying students and having conversations with them all the time. You know, I think that one thing that's really striking is, as sophisticated as the students we see coming are, and you know, as widely available information is to them, um, because they've lived online um, really their whole lives. Um, there's still so many basic questions that we can answer for them and we can provide insight to. So, for instance, you know, we've heard that students, or when you're little, you know, you're three or four years old, you can name three jobs, you know, firefighter, doctor, and, you know, princess or something. And when you're 18, you can name three more. <laughs> you know, you add lawyer, maybe you add, you know, you add a couple more. Um But students at 18 really don't have a great sense of what people do um, and of what the variety of jobs that are out there. And we found a real demand for seeing what the workplace looks like, um, seeing what offices look like. So we've developed these things called Campus Philly Crawls, where we identify an industry that has a lot of businesses in one geography in Philadelphia, one neighborhood. And we take seventy students um divide it up into smaller groups and they go around, they make a stop at each um at each location, they hear from the business owner or the um leader of that organization and um then we gather them all together afterwards and, and have a larger conversation about that industry in Philadelphia. And I think that insight into the workplace is um has provided a lot of value. Um, One thing we've stopped doing is, which is kind of interesting, is a traditional job fair. Um, In 2008, um, the economy was not great. We had a lot of college students graduating without jobs, and our college and university partners asked us for the first time to do a job fair, because they had been doing job fairs on campus, obviously, um, all the time, you know, for long history, and in 2008, they took a look at who uh, students who hadn't found jobs in June, by June and asked us if we would um, connect them with employers. So we put on our first traditional job fair called Opportunity Fair, and we did it um, every June um, from 2008 to 2012. And in 2012, we really noticed a difference. We noticed employers um, saying to us, you know, we'd really like to see these students sooner. We don't wanna see them after they've graduated, we want them meet to meet them earlier in their careers. And students similarly um were telling us that, you know, I'd rather do an internship and find a job and find an employer that way. So we we stopped doing opportunity fair and started doing more during the semester events like the Campus Philly Crawls um, and other kind of meet-your-industry events.
0: You said that students have to love where they live, and I know you've done things over the years to get students involved in, committed to uh, the city early, so that when they graduate, while they're still on campus, so that when they graduate, they feel some connection to Philadelphia, not simply to the campus or the college students that they have been with the last four years. What have you done to help students love the place they live?
1: Yeah, I think there are a couple of facets to that. Um, One thing that you said, you know, students are naturally attached to their fellow students on campus, and we have schools that have a a lot of college pride. Um, and that um, alumni feeling definitely gets fostered. But one thing that we do, starting with students' first year in school, is to start connect them to college students um, on other campuses. And there is a real desire for this too. Um, so our College Fest event, which takes place early in September, is what we bring together more than 5,000 college students um, to a really fantastic location in Philadelphia this year. It will be at Dilworth Park, which is our new park right in front of our city hall, a great new space to introduce them to and right above a public transit station, right above a SEPTA station. And it's a combination of festival and day of exploration. And when students see the sea of other college students uh, in their these the T-shirts from their other schools, um, it's a really powerful experience. It really makes you realize that you're in a college town. And uh, you might not feel that if you're on a suburban campus in uh, Haverford or, uh, or even in West Philly. So bringing students together so that they meet students from other schools is really important in building connections actually to Philadelphia because that's what those students have in common. And we do that through student groups as well. So when they're student leaders, In one school, we do a conference each year called Inclusive Leadership Conference with Temple University, and we bring student leaders from different schools together, and they have the opportunity to talk about what leadership on their campus means and also what leadership means. Um, beyond the campus because, you know, you're only a student leader for a couple of years. What what is it going to look like for them out in the world? And a lot of the focus of that inclusive leadership conference is on leadership needs in Philadelphia, um, whether that's in our nonprofit human services sector, civic sector, um, or even our our business sector. Um, So those those events that bring students from different campuses together are actually ways of connecting them all to Philadelphia because that's the common denominator for them. And I think the city exerts a different gravitational pull on you depending on what your interests are. Our open arts program is a way to connect students to arts and culture in Philadelphia, which is really a particular strength of Philadelphia, both in the depth and variety of what we have here. And the program Supported by a Knight Arts Challenge grant, um, that's what got it off the ground. Was really a way for us to give free access to students because we saw that that was a real barrier in their either experimenting or venturing forth. Um, if we could remove that that price tag um, and let them experiment and try things, um, we thought we'd get them out more and we'd get them to see more and experience more of the arts and culture in Philadelphia. And that certainly worked. But what we saw as we rolled out the program is they were really, students were really interested in more than just the free access and the free ticket. They wanted to see other students at the events, so we created college nights around those events. So it's not that the students take over the whole whole venue, but they know they're going to meet other students at that event. They know they'll see students from other schools there. And those have really fostered really a sense of community around arts and culture. We also, um, this uh, our program manager for open arts, Erica Hawthorne, has really driven this, the participatory element of arts and culture in Philadelphia. So we have added a lot of open mic nights, um, a lot of events where students can bring their own talents and perform and talk to artists. And I think those kinds of experiences where you're not just part of the audience and you're not just observing, but you're connecting as a future artist or an artist yourself, also fosters community um, and, and allows students to see that they have a future community to join here. So I think those two examples of um, you know, providing students a way of connecting with each other across campus and then identifying a community that's particularly strong in Philadelphia and allowing students an easy and comfortable way in are really critical.
0: How much of a winning strategy involves just building an appealing city and how much of it is something else?
1: Yeah. Well, luckily we have a great product. You know, that is critical. And I'm clearly biased in this regard. I love Philadelphia. I know it's not a completely rational love. (laughs) Um, And I think that actually the people on our team feel the same way. We have a team of people who, in addition to working at Campus Philly, have some other really significant commitment in Philadelphia outside of work. We don't uh, require that. It just kind of happens. Um, in who we hire. And I think that that passion for that community in Philadelphia, you know, one person is a committee person in her ward. The other is passionate about ultimate Frisbee. And we have others who are artists and people are committed to different aspects of Philadelphia. And I think that that enthusiasm for this city and what's developing here, and it's got great bones from its Fantastic history, you know, from the way it's laid out in this very elegant fashion by William Penn. And on top of that, uh, fortunately, you know, we've built a great transit system, we've built a great park system and trail system, and, you know, that all contributes to making it a really easy sell. And I think that another dimension that the Philadelphia has really benefited from is this generation of millennials who've been attracted to cities are really doers. They're not just consumers. So if there's something that they want to see done, they do it. And you can see that in a lot of micro efforts in the city. Um, we have a large waterfront on the Delaware that's been a real challenge to develop because of you know, I-95 cutting through it and years and years of attempting to build large developments and attract large, you know, grand schemes to transform the waterfront. And the strategy that has worked really over the last few years has been these i call them micro developments they're not that small but in you know in relation to the the challenge of the waterfront they might be things like our race street pier spruce street harbor park and small efforts to green a space, improve a space, make it beautiful, and it might be, you know, a mile long or a few acres large on a vast space, but it, it enlivens um that space and now these, these spaces are getting connected to each other. So We've seen a similar phenomenon in our in our public schools, you know, that families are now staying after they have kids and um, they're looking at the public schools and they're looking at their neighborhood school and they're saying there are challenges in this school and I want to get involved. I don't have a school-age kid yet necessarily, but I'm going to be part of this community and, and get involved in this in this local school. So I think that the this combination of our great history, great bones, and the benefit of this energetic new generation has really um, made Philadelphia um, just an incredibly vibrant place. And and students feel that when they come. Um, So it it makes it an easier sell for sure.
0: Deborah, I don't think your love of Philadelphia is irrational at all. Is is there, I I love it too. Is there anything you wish you knew about the attraction and retention of college-going young adults that you don't yet know? Yeah, we were talking about this recently.
1: Um, One thing that's very interesting to us is to understand what happens between drop off week, which is happening around now, your freshman year, and your return sophomore year, and then your experience junior year. And I really like to understand what that flow is for a student. Um, Because, of course, when they first come to school, School itself is kind of overwhelming. It's completely new. There's a lot of, you know, getting your yourself grounded in your campus and learning that community um, and defining how you want to live in that community. And I'm really interested in when different students venture forth and when they start to develop this relationship with the city and how it evolves over their four years in school. You know, we sometimes see students at College Fest, who are freshmen, this is our, our welcome event in September, and some of those students will see at a career event, you know, just six weeks later, and uh, they're clearly already thinking about an internship in Philadelphia, getting off campus, because our, our events are always um, somewhere distinctive off campus. But then some students will see at College Fest their freshman year and won't see again until their senior year. So I think that path that students take in becoming comfortable on their campus community and then when becoming comfortable in their, in their city community occurs, I'm, I'm really curious to know more about that.
0: Deborah, thanks so much for being our guest on Night Cities.
1: It was my pleasure. Great to talk to you.
0: Dr. Deborah Diamond is president of Campus Philly. You can follow us on Twitter at hashtag NightCities and at C. Coletta. Sign up for our newsletter at nightfoundation.org podcast to get the five things you should know from this interview and others. You've been listening to Night Cities. I'm Carol Coletta.